Hey, I'm Angie. And I'm Emily. Being a creative person in the corporate space can be really tough, and we should know. Join us to talk about how to be a right brain in a left-brained world. It's The Artist at Work. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2021. We are excited to be here and to chat with you and kick this year off with a bang. So the topic we wanted to chat about today was community. And truly because last year we really couldn't gather, we couldn't be around our loved ones, friends, and family whom we don't live with or who we're used to seeing in our social circles or in our community at work. Um, or wherever you gather, (laughs) quite honestly. So we want to talk about fostering that community and how you can do it, you know, virtually or how we've coped with it. And hopefully there'll be some, you know, themes and learnings here for you to take away. The funny reason that this came up as our recording topic today was because not 30 seconds after both of us had logged into the Zoom, um, did we get a text from a very good friend of ours who was who is not a, a, a traditional career, career creative, but who wrote this very, very nice note to us saying that she really enjoys the podcast, and that even though she doesn't work in one of these spaces that we are familiar with and have been talking a lot about, she gets, um, I don't want to say a lot, she said a lot, I'm just quoting her, just saying... <laughs> Um, that she, you know, really appreciates sort of this podcast for, for the ways in which we talk about work and process and stuff like that. And Jen, you are a part of our creative community, even though you don't consider yourself to be a creative. Thank you very much for your very nice text. We will respond when we're done here. Um, and then you will get the surprise on the first week of January. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was, you are a part of our creative community. And I think that looking not just in one's field or discipline for creative collaborators and people to give feedback and advice um, is really important. I think that, you know, creative communities span a lot of different disciplines and organizations and skill sets. And I certainly um, want to encourage everybody to expand theirs as well. I mean, you can even think about a creative community as people who make you laugh, right? Yeah. People who you enjoy spending time with and pull out different energy in you or pull up creative, different creative bones, or you are really good at making up random jingles together. That is your creative community. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and we are lucky that we have a lot of really funny friends. Yes. Um, and, and humor for me and for you too, I think is a real huge source of creative inspiration. And so, you know, we have friends who don't, whose professions don't touch what is typically known as the creative field, but who are some of my biggest creative inspirations just because of how funny they are. Yeah, I agree. As we know, building and fostering and cultivating a community is a little bit trickier these days, although relief may be on the horizon soon. Um, But I don't think that we're going to just go back to the way everything was in in June of 2019, let's say. Um, I don't plan on going into the office five days a week. And I am going to be doing a lot of Zooming still. So what? how do you plan on, um, especially you as a sole proprietor in a business of one, how do you plan on sort of fostering a creative community uh, in the new year and beyond? Yeah. Um, I think it's just a lot of what I've been doing, which is making sure I'm making, carving out time to talk to people on Zoom or on the phone just to keep my social life alive. And then I'm also just really 
engaging with my small business community and other coaches and digital course creators on Instagram or on Facebook groups. There's lots of dialogue in those Facebook groups where you can spend a ton of time and get to know people. I've hopped on the phone with random strangers before just to pick each other's brains, which is really cool. I've never really seen that kind of uh, community where someone's like, can I DM, we'll send you a DM or a Facebook message and be like, hey, I have three questions for you. Can I have 15 minutes of your time? And I have done that I at least five times with random strangers. And I've asked others to do that as well. And I think it's really cool to just tap into that kind of network of strangers, but they're in the same boat with you. So that's what I've been doing. Um, and I continue to just do more of it and maybe make some real friendships there who can be like, confidence in the space that I'm working in. How about you? I used to go in person to creative mornings events um, pretty frequently, and they have done a bang up job of offering a ton of valuable virtual content. Real quick for the people in the back who don't know what creative mornings are, Please explain. Thank you. I believe they were started by Tina Roth Eisenberg. Is that correct? Yeah. Swiss Miss on Instagram. She's a famous uh, design influencer and early blogger. And they are, they were started as opportunities for creative folks to gather around a, I believe every month there's a word that's the topic. So whether that's focus or community or togetherness or whatever it is. And then they get a guest speaker or two or three to come in and speak to the room about their interpretations and their strategies and their um, feelings about that word. So I've always, I mean, despite them being at like eight in the morning, (laughs) this whole, the virtual creative mornings thing is actually working much better for my lifestyle because I can just roll into the next room in a sweatsuit, which is, as you know, the official uh, apparel of the Artist to Work podcast. Thank you very much. (laughs) But it's now that they're, they're, they're no longer um, sort of beholden to their like once monthly logistical um, calendar invite. And they're doing a ton of stuff. They may have been doing this virtual stuff before. Um, I was not clued into it at all, but they are doing a ton of stuff. I think in one week, like I went to like three of them and they were all really good, really different. Um, and it's for me kind of a nice way to participate because as a non-participator, I get a little bit nervous that somebody's going to come dancing up to me dressed as a cat to, to, <laughs> to kind of share Dwight Schrute's theater experience. So like I was in a creative mornings uh, a few months ago and somebody was hosting like a dance party and they were supposed to all dance. And I just turned my, my video off. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And that was fine. So you really do get to sort of select the level of participation with which you're comfortable. And I'm super down with that. So I really love the way that they've adapted to provide that sense of community to, and it's more accessible, right? Mm -hmm. When it's a Zoom link, so many more people can join who wouldn't have been able to. Um, That's the other thing. They're free. So it's just like all of this like awesome content and connection from these folks. And I really, I do encourage you if you have not already to check it out. Well, and- when they were live, they would sell out and you'd have oh, to, in minutes. They would go, I think they would go on sale, essentially. They're free, but they go on sale the tickets the Friday before at 11 a.m. And by 11 01, they're uh-huh. completely sold out. So if you missed it by 
four seconds, you were on the wait list. And that was just a bummer, right? Mm-hmm. So we would try to go as a whole team, but only one or two would get in. And then maybe you were really busy and then you didn't even go. And it was just mm-hmm. kind of a drag. So I do think this is an awesome solution that they've come up with. And I hope they maintain it. Same. Yeah. They've been really knocking it out of the park. And I'm really thankful for that resource. Have you found community in any sort of strange or unexpected way throughout um, this virtual life? That's a really good question. Um, Have I? I think I've gone through about six or seven different lifestyles as as we have been at home, right? um, Yeah, that also tracks for you. uh, Fair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for a while, I was really, really invested in doing that newsletter and sort of engaging with folks that way and sending out emails to people um, and receiving responses from folks I hadn't heard from or seen. And this this was like fully opt-in. Um, I didn't spam anybody, but then I would get replies or subscription requests from people I hadn't spoken to in 15 or 20 years. So that was kind of awesome. That was that that was an un, that was a surprising, unexpected source of community. Locally, we've a been trying to support a lot of restaurants that we want to to remain open and support and enjoy, and just small businesses around town. You and I share a very strong affinity for a, uh, a paper store in Austin Ooh, called I the Paper Pantry. <laughs> Pay, its owner, is a lovely woman who has really um, kind of withstood a lot this year, as, as most, if not all, small business owners have. And she used to host these awesome workshops at the store. And I was such a treat to go in there and shop for cards. Um, and to just chat with her. It was such a such a fun, wonderful community experience. And when businesses were closing in March, it, that was, I think, the place that I um, was going to miss the most. And I'm really, I, she has kind of turned everything around and like now does virtual orders and is like finding all these new cool ways to, I hate this term, but surprise and delight her customers. Yeah. She um, sent me so, a Christmas card. That's so cute. I just got mine yesterday too. Uh, so cute. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's doing these like subscription boxes and really keeping her customers super up to date on what's going on with the store. She's super honest and open and candid about the struggles that A, a new mom and B, a small business owner experiences in a very goofy time for all of us. So I have I have tried very hard to continue to support that specific business in the community because yeah. I can't wait to get back in those doors. We will link to her store in yes. the show notes. It is a delight. The best paper stuff, best pens, best Ugh. birthday cards. Um, I have a basket weaving kit under my bed right now that I have saved for the holidays. Fun. So I'm very excited to dive into that. Absolutely. And she, you know, in, in other times when we can all gather, she was building such a great creative community here in Austin by hosting these workshops. You know, I went to a ton of classes there doing things that I never even like thought that I would be interested in doing, but so much like so often for me going to those classes was more about connecting with other people than it ever was like learning the thing or doing the thing. But then of course, learning the thing and doing the thing ended up being incredibly fun too. Right. Um, so I'm very excited to sort of plug myself back into that piece of Austin community. Yeah. That's truly one of the places that I can't miss on my Austin list whenever I go, like each time. Yeah, it's really good. Her classes are awesome. And truly, when Emily moved away, I lost the person I would go to those kind of classes with. So it's nice to kind of have that virtual option too and kind of still engage with that stuff. What about you? Do you have any sort of unexpected or fun or interesting sources of community during a uh, a funny year when in-person communities were not the norm? I don't know if it's 
that unexpected, but it was definitely delightful, was we had Saturday night Zoom calls starting, I guess, in March. And they really went through probably about, I don't know, August? I think it was right after the baby was born. Okay. So we would log on and, you know, catch up from the week. Um, Always with drinks. Always with drinks. It was happy hour. Um, We would play some of those games that Jack's games, is that what they're called? Jackbox. Jackbox games. If you haven't tried those games, I think it's a great winter activity. 100%. Drawful is legitimately funny. Yes. We will link to that in the show notes as well. Um, But it was really great. It was a great touch point. It was something to look forward to when there was not a lot to look forward to and really just consistently catch up with some of your best friends. And then it was fun to have the guys there too, to kind of their weird banter. They're all put the four or five of them in a room and it'd be real weird. So, but, (laughs) but we love it. Um, you know, on zoom. So that was something I definitely looked forward to. And it was, it was more of maintaining a social life almost. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling we'll be bringing those back. I hope so. I really, you know, my friendships kind of a lot of them, I don't want to say all of them, but a lot of them kind of like thrived in, in this environment, because again, most of my friends do not live in this city. So a, you know, sheltering in place and staying at home has been very, very easy for us because we're kind of homebodies anyway, but there was no FOMO because our friends were many, many, many miles away anyway. So everybody else's need to sort of have zooms, uh, scratched a lot of itches for me. And it was really fun to, to reconnect with a bunch of people that I hadn't, you know, a lot of people I really had not spoken with in years. Um, and I have been able to sort of rekindle some relationships and that's been a, a nice sort of bonus. I think that's many people could say the same thing. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think FaceTime was the same way. You'd get a FaceTime from someone you haven't spoken with in a year and you answer it of instead of ignore it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think that that was kind of fun too, is just, yeah, reconnecting with people um, yeah. because you certainly had the time and not really an excuse not to, and you crave connection. Something that I've found really interesting, and not only this past year, but I think maybe probably since I moved to Austin, are the the ways in which almost everyone I know has a side gig and how the side gig community is very supportive of its members and one another. It used to be when you had a full-time job that any freelance work or any side work that you did had to be kept a huge secret. And now I would say maybe half the people I know down here have some sort of passion project that they're working on or some little side gig that they want to make into a larger endeavor. And I think that that's really been kind of cool for me to learn from. Um, I have, I have picked multiple brains over the last, you know, 18 months, I'd say from people who are really successfully pursuing like another thing and being able to watch that community just as like an observer is really cool and really interesting. And like, even in my like corporate Slack channels, people are very open and collaborative and honest and excited about these side gigs that they have. And it's cool to be able to see that kind of community. You think that's Austin specific? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. It could be. I've definitely seen it in California, right? Yeah. So the San Francisco Bay Area or obviously LA, but I don't see it like that here in Chicago wow. as much. Funny. I love it. I do support it. 
Um, but I don't see people talking promotionally about themselves or excited about the other thing as much as I do when I come to those other towns. Sure. That's really funny. I I wonder if it's too, if it's just a younger generation. Mm, That could be it. You know, I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where like, we're sort of at the, on the cusp of, of, you know, a generation who had the same job and were pretty, you know, taught to be kind of corporately loyal. And then this new rising generation of more enterprising entrepreneurial spirits and I think that, you know, being able to be kind of an elder statesman at my organization, I can um, look at all of these young folks with a lot of energy and a lot of vigor, and they're all really excited about this passion project that they are uh, pursuing. So it could be, I don't know, could be both. Yeah, it's interesting. The other cool thing, and I say this as, as, a, as an introvert, as we all know, about being part of these communities or even just observing them, it's kind of a lot like being a manager of people where it feels good and it's easy and fun to encourage other people and you get proud of people and you get excited for them and you want them to succeed. And that's so contagious. And all of that enthusiasm just breeds more enthusiasm and watching people do what they want to be doing and watching people sort of like live out their creative best lives is inspiring. And for me, at least I draw a lot of inspiration and creativity from just watching other people participate in these communities really joyfully and share their work and be excited to do more of it. Do you kind of yeah. have the same the same take on that? Oh yeah. And I mean, I will say this for days, but energy is contagious. So if everyone around you is excited and pumped and like really feeling inspired by their life, you're going to catch that energy and you're going it's going to influence you somehow. So I think it's awesome that you are surrounded by that in your community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think again, like, (laughs) this is funny. I can't believe that I just thought about this. My social studies book in the third or fourth grade was called communities. And (laughs) I loved the, um, the picture on the front of this book was, was like a, a, a bird's eye view of city blocks. It was an illustration. It wasn't a photograph. And I loved thinking about the stories that were happening in those buildings on the front of that textbook. And I think that, you know, it's, it's a good reminder that communities take different shapes and different forms. And especially now we are having to forge our own communities in much different ways than we're used to doing. But these are all habits that I think are going to stick around again, longer than, than we are going to be sticking around at home. Um, And I'm excited that there are new ways for us to think about building and creating and fostering and nurturing communities, um, both creatively and otherwise. That was such a nice dip into your mind. Um, I can barely (laughs) remember third and fourth grade and you can remember the cover of your social studies book and what it was called. So going into 2021, here we are. How do you see your creative community continuing to flourish? You know, I think that as I enter a new... In case anybody hasn't heard, I'm turning 40 very soon. (laughs) Um, As I enter this new stage of my life, this new decade, um, I am, and I have found myself shedding a layer of irony, whereas um, I used to be very, very skeptical of everything, specifically vulnerability and earnestness and visible trying. And I think that my threshold for that has changed dramatically. And now rather than being immediately dismissive of people who are doing those things and ending up getting like cool payoffs because they're trying and 
maybe publicly failing or sharing their shortcomings. I think that I'm much more patient with that. And I think I'm much more in awe of it. And so I see myself as just being a little bit more of a patient and vulnerable participator. Whereas before I was, I I was fiercely independent and self-reliant, but I would like to approach communities in general with um, a little more softness and grace than I have in the past. Ooh, whole new decade, whole new perspective. Truly. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. What about you? What does your year look like for community? I really don't know. Um, Again, solopreneur, but I do hope within the first maybe Q2, I'm able to hire someone. And that's part, if that's part-time, if it's full-time, if it's five hours a week, I hope to bring someone on and then, you know, sort of start to build my team and our kind of mantras around what we do and why we do it. So I think there's definitely going to be a focus there for building my, you know, Check Plus community within, you know, my business. And I'm going to continue to kind of lean on those, um, experts. I actually went through a goal setting practice the other day. And after going through a few questions, let me reference my notebook here. Um, There are some themes that came up. And my main takeaway from 2020 was just keep going and lean on experts. So I think that's kind of my mindset towards community as well. That's so smart. That's so cool. Also, I will be applying for that job. (laughs) Well, we hope that you guys are finding community in your lives too. We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to understand if you have any new ideas or if you want to even engage with us as your creative community. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. We're here. But happy new year. Hope you are warm, cozy, and drinking something sparkly this week to celebrate um, our new year. Cheers to that. Thanks for listening to The Artist at Work. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Instagram and Twitter under the handle at artist at work pod. And our website is theartist-atwork.com. We'll see you next time.